everybody. I'm here with another episode of The Unknown Pro, and I have the wonderful Sheridan Hawkins with me today. Hello. <laughs> I'm excited oh. to be here. Yes. All right. Share. How are you? I We were seeing each other like on a weekly basis before this all went down, and now you're up at your like childhood home, right? Yes, I know. It's crazy. I feel like we made a time to see each other the next week and then it's like, uh, okay, we're all <laughs> sheltering in place. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See you at nine o'clock on Monday. That worked for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. See ya. And then here yeah. we are two months later. <laughs> right. So now I'm just hanging up here with my sisters and just working out, hoping, hoping we get to have a season still. I know, seriously. And you're, you're getting to hang out with your, um, you have nephews, right? That you get to see yeah. every once in a while, but now you get to see them a ton, right? No, it's been the best. Yeah, there's two. There's Johnny and Gunner. And then my sister actually announced on Easter that she's pregnant again. Yay. Oh my God. It's exciting. Number three is on the way. That is, oh my gosh. What a, what a time to get to spend with, with them. You know, I know that's something that you probably wish you could do more of. And now here you are and, and you're in it. Yeah. I know it's, it's, it's been really fun because the last two gender reveals I've watched on FaceTime and this Saturday, I'll get to be a part of one. So I'm, oh my God. Third time yeah. charm. Right, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Oh, good. Oh, I'm so glad. That's, that sounds so nice. Um, but I do, I want, before we really get started into talking about the things that I'd love to talk to you about, I do want to read a little bit of um, some of your accomplishments so that whoever is watching can, can know just truly like how dominant you are. Um, so if you want to sit back, relax, I know this isn't your favorite part, but. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you went to University of Oregon where you, gra you graduated in 2016. Uh, while you were there, you were a three-time All-American and you're, you left there the leader in career strikeouts, wins, and shutouts. Um, three-time Pac-12 Pitcher of the Year. Uh, in 2015, you were top three finalists for National Player of the Year. Um, and while you were in school, you earned three times you earned academic All-American awards, which I just think is so cool and we'll obviously talk about later, but totally an amazing thing to add in with all the other, the softball accomplishments. But um, then you played for Team USA in 2013 and then again in 2016, which is where we played together um, with the elite team. And then you were drafted the charge in 2016, played with Scrapyard from 2017 to 2019. And now we are teammates again for the commotion. Um, also your third year of being a pitching coach at Cal State Northridge, which is why we've been able to see each other is because that's 15 minutes from my house. <laughs> it's been like the best ever to be able to work out with you. And it's so crazy to think about the fact that we met on that team. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've known you for so long, but that's really when we met. I know that wasn't that <laughs> like, that wasn't even four years ago. I, I tell people, I know. Yeah, when I, when, like, if you ever come up in conversation or if I talk up, like, I tell people, I feel like I've known Sheridan my entire life. I remember, I remember telling my dad, you have to meet Sheridan. Um, you're going to, you're going to talk to her and instantly you're going to feel like, have I known her forever or? <laughs> I know. It's so weird. I know. I love that. I feel like we've just been like friends, like right away. And I like, I really haven't known you too long, but long enough now. It's been a couple of years we played together, so that's- It is, cool. yeah. Thank goodness for that, right? Because I, I remember, yeah, I remember playing with you in 2016, and just we've been friends since then and got the chance to be teammates again, so. Yeah. The teammates part nice. Right. Um, I, I miss our workouts. I know! We had a whole thing going, you know? This and whole system, ready to play. 
And now I'm like, am I ever going to see you again? Or I know. I feel the same way. God. But um, so before, before we get started talking about some of the things that I'm really interested in hearing from you is like, I know it's silly to hear someone just tell you, hey, here's what you did. You know, here's your accomplishments. But um, how does it make you feel other than maybe a little bit like, oh, you know, like, what do you think of when you think I did that? It's like when I hear it, I'm like, I, it's, it makes me feel awkward to be honest, because I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, because I don't remember, like when I was playing, I don't remember thinking like, I want to win all these games to, you know, be a all American or I just, I was like having fun and just winning and, and we were just winning as a team. And it was, I don't know. I just, I don't remember that being in the forefront of my mind and to think those things happened is like weird for me because it's like, gosh, I just wanted to go to the college world series and win. I just wanted to win the pac 12, like, and have fun with my teammates and all these, like this recognition came with it. And I, I didn't even really like, to be honest, like I knew what an all American was, but I didn't really understand it when I first went to college, I didn't really get it. So from when I got it, I was like, wow, like I, I know it's an honor, but I still was just, it wasn't in the forefront of my mind. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I think, and I think because, I mean, you can look at it, especially as a, a pitcher, because you wanted to win, those things happened, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of just like happened because of the way that you were playing the game. Yeah, no, exactly. And it was like, and I remember seeing my other teammates break records. And I remember knowing like Janelle needs, you know, this many more home runs and she's, she's broken the record or the RBIs. And I know when my teammates were going to do it, but when it came to mind, like, um, when I got my thousand strikeout and everyone stood up, I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, Janelle's like, it's a thousand. I'm like, what? <laughs> I legitimately did not know. I really I didn't. So it. I love that. It was so funny, but when my teammates, when it, when Janelle was about to break records, I like, I knew I was like, okay, that's one more. I like was on it. I was pumped. And it was just funny to think about. <laughs> that is, that is super funny. Cause you, you would think if you knew one, you wouldn't know them all, but. Right. Right. But I didn't, <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> I can picture like, if I was your teammate and you had the thousand, you'd be like, Sam, like, what's going, like, what's wrong? Why is everyone yeah. standing up? Like, sure didn't. That was, that's for you. <laughs> right. that, that's legit what happened. Like, I feel like I was like, okay, it's got, I, I wasn't really sure because yeah. And I know I had been asked about some records and in interviews, but like, I didn't remember, like I was in game mode. So when it happened, I was like, what's going on? Like I was genuine, Janelle, like throw through the ball over. I'm like, the game's not over. Like, what is happening? Like, I'm not kidding. That's what was happening in my mind. And then I just smiled and gave Janelle a hug and was like, great. Okay. Let's keep playing. <laughs> That's so great. That makes it even better that that's how that kind of thing happened. You know? It did. It's funny. Um, Looking back, I'm like, is it bad I didn't know or is it good I didn't know? Right. It definitely added a little something to it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so choosing Oregon, um, was that your dream school from a young age? So to no, not necessarily. Like I didn't really have like a dream school. Mm -hmm. Um, I just knew like my older sister got a softball scholarship. I knew that's what I wanted to do too. I wanted to play somewhere. I just wanted to play division one softball and, and have an opportunity to do what my older sister did. And kind of my recruiting process was really honestly kind of unorthodox and crazy a little bit because to be straight up, I wasn't very good in my first two years of high school. I think 
as a pitcher, I had like 81 strikeouts as a freshman in high school. I wasn't even the main pitcher. I played second base left-handed. Oh my. Like, I, I wasn't good. I, my mom will tell you to this day, she'll tell you to this day, I really thought you were going to go to college for hitting. I'm not kidding. That's what my mom would say. I'm so happy about this. Right. Like it was crazy. Like she's like, you're going to go to college. Like you're going to play first base and you're going to hit. I'm not kidding. Like really. Um, and then I started seeing this pitching coach. My dad drove me three and a half hours, one way, once a week to go see Rich Fallswick in the Bay area. And so he'd give us all this stuff to do and I'd go home and do it every night. And then for eight months, I pitched into a bonnet net in our shop here. Um, all short stuff. I never threw a full pitch for eight months, learning a rise ball and learning these pitches, going to him once a week. Holy and then finally, God. I remember the day he was like, okay, it's time. Like, where do you want to go? Like, give me your 10 schools. I'm going to call for you. Because wow. then in a little bit to backtrack a little bit before that, he said, okay, if you want to be great, you need to throw a thousand pitches a week. And I kid you not how OCD I am to the number. I threw a thousand a week. I threw 200 a day to my cousin, Chelsea, five days a week. And I got a thousand in every single week. Um, and I was just committed. And I remember that. And it was my first look was it by San Diego state. Um, I was throwing a bullpen with rich and we had, um, rich had set it up and they watched me pitch and, um, I went on a visit and this is the craziest part. You're, this is really weird. So excited. We flew out of Redding. Okay. Redding, California, where I'm from, where I live. It's a one terminal airport. You walk onto the runway, you carry your bags, it's united, it's one, it's like, it's very, you'd be, you'd be shocked. It's yeah. crazy. We got on in an, an Alaska Airlines plane that was the Oregon Duck Alaska Airline plane to go to a San Diego State visit. I'm kidding you not, the O on the side and everything. What? It was crazy, like, how weird is that? That is so I'm going to Oregon the next weekend. They had came and watched a high school game where I threw 17 strikeouts and hit a home run. <laughs> like, it's funny. Like, it's crazy. Like, my whole town knew they were coming. It was, it was nuts because I went to a school with 600 people, like, in the whole school. Yeah. So they sat behind and watched, but I flew on the Oregon Duck plane to that visit. It was just bizarre. Like, yeah, that is a good word for it. And so long story short, I, I decided, I was deciding between those two schools. But when I went to Oregon, I'm like, this is it. Like, this wow. is it. This felt like family. It felt like home. I wanted, I knew, I kind of learned about what the Pac-12 was. I'm like, I want to play in that conference. You know, I want to be a part of this program. Coach White's pitching style was similar to Rich's pitching style. Um, mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, this is just like the right fit for me. It's five hours from home. It's beautiful. I'm like, I just knew. Wow. You knew when you got there. Yeah. Sorry, That's I just so cool. <laughs> oh, that was what a story. I mean, holy cow, that and especially where you're like, is this a sign from the gods? That there's it was weird. It was weird. And I made like a two minute, like not like podunk, but kind of like this. I had this really crazy like an intro and then two minutes of pitching to Rich. My pitching coach caught me and was filming it. And I even threw bad pitches, like not edited nothing. You can find it on YouTube to this day. Like you can right. find it. Um, and that's what I got recruited off of. So it was just, it's all, it felt, you hear other people's story and I'm like, God, mine's like really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but you know what? It's so fitting. It's so just like, you know what, yeah. if it was any other way, it wouldn't be your, it wouldn't be shared. Right. 
it's like all the pieces were right for some reason. Yeah. And it, and it fit, I mean, shoot, look at, you got where you got where you were and, and look at what you did. But uh, this is something I'm so excited to talk about because I didn't know this until this summer, but that you were a recruited walk-on to Oregon. Yeah. I want to know everything. So, you know, obviously I was a late recruit. I, I verbaled, I went on my visits to San Diego and Oregon. I want to, I can't remember exactly, but it was like maybe March or April of my junior year of high school. And then I committed to Oregon in May. So I was really late because obviously signing, you know, is in November. It's five months away. So they were done recruiting. I actually received two emails from Oregon saying, sorry, we're not recruiting in this class anymore. Like best of luck kind of emails from coach white, you know? Um, And so they obviously just didn't have, you know, the scholarship funds for that year, but you know, I, I talked to my parents and it was, I ended up getting like, you know, a small book scholarship to sign an NLI, um, this, which they made happen for me, which was really cool, you know, to yeah. have that moment. And, um, yeah, so it was just, I, I went there and agreed to play as a recruited walk-on and, you know, obviously it was the best decision I ever made. So it was, it was just, it was all so fast and, and, you know, essentially last minute Re- recruiting was just starting to get younger. I felt yeah. like as I was, as I was getting older, it was like, you're hearing sophomores and freshmen verbal. And I was like a junior. So yeah, um, yeah, this is how it kind of worked out. That God, that's cool. Did, did, was there any, was there any point, um, that you thought, shoot, maybe because I'm not going to get any money, I have to look and go somewhere else. Or, or was that, like you said, you talked to your parents so that you guys all came to that decision together, that this is something we can handle financially or. Yeah. Um, I think that my biggest concern was on the ride home, I knew I wanted to go to Oregon. And I remember driving home and crying in the car and be like, I'm just not going to be able to get in there because I had like average grades as a high school. I was not, I had over a 3.0, but I thought, you know, to get into college, you needed some serious grades. And I'm like, this just, they're not going to take me. I'm not going to be able to get in. And I really want to go there. So that was my biggest concern. But, you know, I ended up, you know, getting the next three years paid for at Oregon. So my parents, you know, we had just kind of come to a decision. I, you know, they, I'm so fortunate that they were able to cover that year for me yeah. and, and kind of make it happen since the rest was paid for. Um, you know, it was a concern. It was something we had to think about and like make it happen. But, you know, my parents were willing and I was willing to take out loans to be able to go there and kind of, um, do, do what it took. Yeah. That's great. Cause you knew, you knew this was the place. This was where you wanted to go. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure your parents knowing you understood that, shoot, like she, this is, this is her place. Right. No, exactly. And they knew how bad I wanted to go there. They loved it. They loved the location and the comparison to like, um, the other school that I had visited. Cause I, I, like I said, I only went on two visits. Yeah. Um, and so I just, yeah, they were, they were, we were willing to make it work, whatever it took. So it yeah. was good. That's, that's great. Now, now just because there wasn't the money there, did, did coach white, were you able to be in a position where you knew you had a shot to play or was it just kind of like, we'll see what happens? I think that, you know how you hear your whole like softball experience after you verbal, you can't just take it easy or you'll sit there and immediately, you really get that pounded into you. Yeah. And so I feel like when I verbal, I'm like, well, 
I, I never um, thought of it as like, well, since I'm a walk-on, like I'm gonna really have to fight so hard. I wanted to play no matter what. So I, I don't think that really crossed my mind. I'm just like, I'm gonna work so hard. I'm gonna prove that I deserve to be here. I'm gonna prove that I deserve an opportunity by just how hard I work and how bad I want it. And so I did, I felt like, you know, I was, everyone at Oreo was given a fair chance. You were always told like the best you're going to play. It doesn't matter if you're on every dollar we can give you or no money at all. Like the yeah. best will be on the field. And so I think hearing that enough, I'm like, okay, well, like if I'm one of the best, I'm going to be on the field. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I really do truly feel like it didn't matter. Uh, and so that was, that was really, that was reassuring. Cause I think I was nervous at first, like, okay, like, um, I had just my own confidence, but then just the thought of like, okay, like I'm a walk on. So I really do have to show I, I deserve it. I deserve yeah. to be here. Yeah. Gosh. And I mean, and you got there, that's the thing yeah. is you, you got there and we're a recruited walk on. So it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to this school anyway. Let's see if I can make the team kind of thing. You know, you right. want to be part of the process the same way that girls who had a hundred percent scholarship were part of the process too. So exactly. I think that's a really cool thing. And I think that's really, really cool of Oregon to, to be in that position of if you're the best, you're, you know, if you're playing the best, if you're going to help the team the best, you're going to be on the field. And, and that could look different next week too, you know, depending on right. who's performing. So I think that that's really cool. Um, what did it feel like when you started going through um, playing at Oregon? And you, like you said, like you didn't really think about getting all these accolades, but you obviously noticed that you were having success, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I did notice that I was having success. We were having success and, um, it was, it was fun. I feel like we had like the quirkiest team, like <laughs> everyone was such their like own individual and you were really accepted for who you were. So I feel like the environment, like I really did feel like I was part of a really big family. Like Aww. even though I would be crazy at times just cause that's how I am. I'm so OCD and like, you know, yeah. I was always like accepted. Yeah. And so I think that, especially by my teammates, they always, it was like, and it wasn't just like, Oh, well that's Sheridan, you know, we, that's yeah. Sheridan. It was like, we were just, we were all good. I don't know. It was just like, our Sheridan. That's, that's yeah. Yes. You know, you know, some people will be like, well, that's just how she is. It was more just like, no, like that's just Sheridan. Like that's truly her, you know, instead yeah. of trying to kind of make an excuse for it. So I mean, it was, it was kind of crazy because when I, when I committed to Oregon, they had just beat Texas to go to the world series. Like the, I had oh, just yeah. I watched yeah. them and that was a crazy series. I'm like, I can't wait to be a part of this team. Like we want to win the PAC 12. We're going back. Like, you know, there was yeah. all these high ask, like aspirations. And I was really excited to be a part of that as a freshman because, you know, they had something to want to prove and defend. And then I'm like, I want to be a part of this new, this defending and, um, I don't know. It was, it was great. Like, it was just cool. Like to win four Pac-12 championships in four yeah. years with, with the same people, like you think kind of like, are we going to do it again next year? <laughs> like that's what it feels like. But then you're like, yeah, we are like every, we're gonna like, I don't know. It was just, it feels like a dream thinking about it sometimes. I think, I mean, don't, don't you wish that for everybody? for their college experience, you know, hearing you talk about it and you're, you know, you're so happy and you're so just like, it was perfect. And, you know, you just, 
what a great thing to think about instead of like, oh yeah, no, my, you know, this sucked or I wish this had been different or maybe I wish I would have transferred or something. You know, you, you hate yeah. to I know it's great. It is. It's true. Especially in today's with the transfer portal and stuff. I'm thinking like, gosh, I'm so lucky to like, and I think what I would really want people to know is like the winning and the records are, I mean, so cool and awesome. Like just to be like, have your mark in history as a team and, and an individual. Mm -hmm. But I think my like favorite thing is my, my, the teammates, you know, not everyone gets that. You hear about people like, you know, we always fought. It's like, we didn't, we didn't really feel like that. I mean, it's funny, just a week ago, we had a full Zoom with a ton of alumni on here. So oh. it, was, it was so cool, like, you know, just catching up. You know, we've all gone our separate ways, but we're all still friends. And I think a good team really does make your experience. Winning or losing, I mean, it's always nice to win, but right. winning or losing, a good team makes your experience. That's so true. And that's something I remember um, going on my visit to LMU. Um, and then I remember going and just watching them play before I had committed and watching them play at their home stadium and they were dancing in the dugout and the music was really loud. The girls all got, you know, three different walk-up songs and just that environment and that kind of looking, I'm like, I could go in that dugout right now and feel like I fit in because they were doing a lot of stuff that was just up my alley, you know? So seeing that and knowing that it almost is like, if we win or lose, it doesn't matter because we're around each other and we're having fun and I mean, without your teammates, you don't have the, the win record, you know, Absolutely. You, you can't do that without them. So I think that's something that I've always loved about you too, playing with you is that, um, you know, you take your job very seriously as a pitcher and, and, you know, let, wanting the other team to score as little runs as possible, but also just like cheering on the hitters and just being it's I think I love that about you that you're always just right there if you get a hit oh my god like it's just like you're so <laughs> excited you know so uh, I'm sure that your teammates that you played with in college too would have those things to say that you know you weren't just out there pitching you were involved with the whole game too do you feel like that yeah I mean I do I, I like to be because I know that not just one person can win this I mean, I could, I could pitch great and I give up one run and we lose one, nothing like, you know, it's, it's on me, but no one's going to turn and go like, why'd you give up the one run? Right. So it's like, I'm not going to turn and go, well, why didn't you score? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so I think I just really realized like we, you need everybody. You even need those role players on the bench that every person on the field and in the dugout is like such a part. And I, even when I wasn't starting, I wanted every other pitcher that was out there to do just as good. Yeah. I didn't want anyone, I didn't want to have to, you know, come in for relief or, or do whatever. I wanted everyone to be able to do, do just as good. And I was going to be their number one person because I would want that for me. Yeah. And I want to be that kind of teammate. That's so great. And it makes it fun to play with you too. I mean, you're just fun to be around in general. Cause, <laughs> cause you know, even when you are going crazy, that's like, yeah, that's our girl. Let's, let's go, <laughs> with her, you know? No, I know. I love playing with you too. You make me laugh so much. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we'd be like, if we were in class together or something, we'd be the kids that'd be separated. Like, okay, you guys, you're not getting anything. Oh, yeah. done. <laughs> you, need to, you need to go to rooms in the classroom. Um, oh, and but, we have the best event sessions. I know. And that's, that's what I want to talk about too, is because <laughs> you and I, I think you're such a happy go lucky person. You know, it's, it's, you have, you, you're literally, your smile is like half your face, you know, you just, know. 
It, it is. And that's a compliment. Like you're <laughs> you have a great smile. You're, you're, it's hard not to be happy around you, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. And, um, we've also had a lot of conversations about struggles, about struggling with things. Um, and I would love to kind of talk about that because I think you and I have been in similar situations that we struggle with, with confidence, with insecurity. Um, and you know, listening to you talk about, you know, who you are as a player, what you've done as a player, um, what kind of teammate you are, it's all comes across as very confident, very, yeah, this is, this is, I worked hard. I, I worked my ass off. I did this and stuff, but there's times that you feel sometimes like, am I good enough? Yeah, no, totally. I feel like, you know, there's, I mean, I can think of moments where like, I always played with nerves. Not a lot of people knew that. I was always nervous, always. And I was always like jitters, jitters, jitters. And they, they would settle down after somewhat in the season, but I always played nervous. And I, I don't, I don't really know why. And I've always struggled with confidence and I could, I could pitch the best games ever and I could still find out where I needed to be better. And I think that, you know, it was a double-edged sword because wanting to be so perfect made me the player I was and the teammate, you know, I am, but also wanting to be so perfect really crippled me at times because if I didn't do good, I sometimes had a hard time recovering or the next day I would have to, you know, really try to work for the, I don't know, like the confidence, like, okay, can I do it? I, maybe I just got hit really bad last night. What if that happens again? It's like, I didn't always work through that as, as good as I should have. Yeah. Do you, do you think that comes from like an, like anything outside? Like, has somebody told you these things before or been hard on you in a way, or does it, do you think it comes from inside? Like, does it come from you more? I think that, you know, some of it comes from me and I think that, you know, I always wanted, this is nothing on my sister, but I always wanted to be as good as my sister and do what she did. So I think that it's that own pressure. You're like, God, will I, will I live up to what will I get the scholarship? And it's like the nervousness of like, okay, what if the coaches were there and I didn't perform that one game? And yeah, I think that, I think a lot of it comes from not wanting to let people down. Yeah. And so it's like, I know I can do it because it's weird. Like I'd have really good confidence. Like I'll tell my teammates, I, I'll never forget. I told Danica Mercado one time, I love when they put pinch hitters in because I know I'm going to strike them out because they haven't seen me all game. But it's like, why did, why could I have that confidence? But maybe I just, I don't know, like maybe we just won the night before and I didn't give up any runs and I'm like still like a little jittery. It's like, I don't know. I felt really good confidence in certain situations and in some, I think, I think it was a lot to do with the pressure to perform and I like thrived in it, but it made me nervous. Yeah. So it's, I mean, such a balance of like, you're, you're right on the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm right on the line. And then if the, and I could, and I could play like that, I could play. And I, I wanted to be put in the big moments. Like if you, the bases were loaded and we had two outs and you put me in to get that one out. Like, I want that. Yeah. I'm nervous, but I want it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like the kind of player I was, but I know that my senior year, my confidence really was tested. Like I, I truly didn't have confidence. Like I could not make it out of the first inning of games. Um, and I, and I did it to myself. Like I, I didn't pitch good at the beginning of the year. And honestly, I let it spiral to the point where it like owned me. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I truly was 
like I feel like before I, I channeled the nervousness to success God. and I feel like my senior year I couldn't channel it like that and it just it got me and I couldn't get out of innings like I'd play games and or like yeah I'd play games and I would I would have to be pulled because I I couldn't I couldn't like funnel it how I used to yeah that that that, that, makes, that makes complete sense and and ha having a real grip on on knowing that about you knowing okay I can play I can play this nervous if, if I can use it like you said funnel it into success but then if I let it get kind of out of its circle it's gonna take over me yeah and that's what happened my senior year I had moments of that in my other years like moments of where like okay I'd have a, maybe a, a bad game or two in a row and I could recover because I because practice always made me feel really confident. Like, I'm like, I've known I've thrown my pitches. I've thrown my bullpens. I was a PO only. I would be in there forever if I could. Like, they'd have to kick me out, you know? And I'd be talking to a lot. I was going to for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was like, I don't know. I, I just, I had a hard time bouncing back. And I did. I, I bounced back. I, I finished well. We won the Pac-12, you know, and stuff. And uh, it was great. But I did. I had a couple months where it just, it wasn't working out for me. Like it, I, I was a, something I had to go through and, um, I saw sports psych. I saw sports psych all three years. And I think yeah. that, um, that really did help me. Mm -hmm. And I think my senior year, you know, I had the tools to get out of funks and stuff, but I just had a hard time using them cause I got too mental. That makes sense. Do you, do you feel like that creeps in every now and then now? I mean, in the pro world, obviously you've proven yourself. You're, you've been playing out of college for four years, um, five years. So, um, does that happen still to this day? Yeah, I think so. I do. I think that, um, I do. I find myself like I'll, I will pitch games and I will go into games and I'll be like my, I, I let myself get the best of me. I let my comp confidence get the best of me. And, um, it's a lot of thinking like I, you know, it's, I get in the mindset where I'm like, okay, I don't think my stuff's better than them. And so it's like, but why, why, why do I think my stuff's not better than yeah. them? You know, and I've always thought it, I've always at moments been able to think that. So why not right now? And it's just kind of thinking like, I've had to really, as I've gotten older, just realize like, okay, I'm just going to go out there and do the best that I can do. And awesome. I think that's, that mindset has helped me. Like, just do the best you can do. Throw your pitches. So what? You have eight other people, you know, on defense with you. Like, they're going to pick you up. They're going to make the plays. And I've been able to get back into that mindset. And so it's helped me. But there are absolutely moments where I do not feel confident and it shows and I don't pitch well. And so I just, it's just trying to limit those. Yeah. And it's what's hard is that when you talk about it or if you see somebody else going through it, it almost looks like it's an easy answer. Like, you do well when you believe in yourself. So go out there and believe in yourself. But if it was that easy, no one would have any insecurities. Yeah. Or failure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, all I have to do is think I can do it. Okay, cool. I, Monica, right. I think I can hit a home run right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just know this is going to happen. Right. You know, no, it's so much easier said than done. It's so yeah. much easier said than done. And I know myself better as a person and a player now where it's like, if I'm not doing my routine, like my same catch, swipe of the foot, do pick up my rod. If I'm not doing those things, I'm not going to have success. I rely so heavily on that. Yeah. Knowing the outs being, if I'm not talking to my infield, like I know that if I'm working too fast, 
those things are for me where it's, it's showing through. It's showing through that I don't have confidence and it's not going to go well for me. So I think rel- I, when I am doing those things, I feel more confident. And so I do better, but it is, even if you believe you're out there pitching and believing you're going to have more success than when you're out there pitching and thinking, Oh no, like oh no, <laughs> no matter what happens, I know when I do believe more, it goes better for me. Yeah. Whether I go five innings and give up, you know, two runs versus like, I know I probably wouldn't have made it out of the first inning if I felt no confidence. Right. Right. And I think that that, you know, obviously success looks different and it can be defined differently. So when you're going through something, if you, like you said, I could have gone out in the first inning. I mean, I, I gave up four runs and whatever, but I, that is better than if I didn't believe in myself because I wouldn't have even made it to that point. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was going to ask is how, how have you found ways to overcome it? And like you said, being in control of your routine, you know, telling yourself self-talk sometimes can be a little cheesy. Like I can do this, you know, but if you say it a little bit more and more and you're like, my stuff is better than her stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. You all, you almost kind of right. convince yourself. Right. I, I work on my routine and I like to say like, um, spin the ball finish is a big one for me. Cause I'm such a spin pitcher. Yeah. But I also say, I see this all working out. And that's something I learned from a sports psych. He's like, we created like a routine of words. And the last part is I see this all working out. So right before I throw, I'm like, I see this all working out. It's just like that confidence of like, it's going to work out for me. Like, just know that. Like, and practice is another big thing for me. I can, I can tell that I'm a long bullpen thrower. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that way for me because I was a pitcher only. So it's all I really, I would take ground balls and pitch. Right. So I had the luxury to be in the bullpen and do stuff as long as I wanted to. Um, and sometimes, you know, people maybe don't want to catch you for that long right. <laughs> or your teammates are like, they're like, it's my turn to throw. And I think sometimes I would maybe cut what I, my bullpen short. And then I'd get mental about that instead of realizing like, you don't need those 15 extra pitches right. to get it done tomorrow. You right. needed exactly what you got. You're fine. Like, you know, um, and it was kind of trying to learn to accept those things and one understanding, not feeling guilty if this is what I need to feel prepared, right. but at the same time, understanding maybe a little bit of it's mental that you need that much. Oh yeah. And, and, and balance. Yeah. And I, I know at least for me, sometimes, sometimes maybe ending a, like a little bit sooner or maybe a couple buckets before I thought I might want that mentally will help because if I take another swing and it's not a good hit then I'm going to think, oh, well, now I needed to do it again. Now I, and, and it just, you almost got to end on a good one. Got to end on a good one. The amount of last ones that I've said in my career is it's too many, too many. It's too many. I'm the same way. I'm like, okay, one good rise ball. I'm throwing to my little sister, Charlie, you know, I'm like one good rise ball and it'll maybe one day it'll take me one, maybe one day it'll take me four. It's like, I should make myself stop. It's like, get it on the first, you know what I mean? Like, I'll do that last one seven times too. And yeah. Um, this is where I have a testament to my, my catcher, Janelle. Like mm-hmm. I love throwing bullpens to her because I don't know why, but she would, she would never really let me overthrow. She always knew exactly what I needed, mm-hmm. even to the point where like, we'd be going into like a three game series mm-hmm. and it would be the day before. Uh, and she would be like, okay, you're only going to get 30 pitches today and it's going to include warmups. And imagine that for me, I'm like, Janelle, no, <laughs> not only 30 but she was right. It's like, just, wow. and then it was like, I really honed in for 30. Yeah. So it was such a good thing for me. Yeah. Um, 
but I, at, at the time I was just like, don't do this, Janelle. <laughs> like, no, please, no, I'll do anything. Right. But no, she was, it, it was good. I was, I was fortunate with that, but yeah. And you know, a lot of it's mental. It's, it's a lot of it's so yeah, mental. Yeah. You mentally do to yourself. And that's what yeah. I, that will cripple me. That cripples me at times. Right. Right. And I know we've had a lot of conversations, especially about the, the feeling, like we talk about OCD a lot together because that feeling of like, no, like I need this or I, mm-hmm. I have to do this or else yep. everything else is going to be out of control. Um, but like you said, you know, grabbing your, grabbing your rosin the right way, swiping your foot the right way, making sure your glove hits, you know, that all could look like a, you're a little bit of a crazy person, but yeah. to you, it's okay. Once I do this, it's a notch down of being able to relax. Once I do this, okay, now I'm, I'm in my comfort zone here. You know, some people listen to a certain song before games, you have this to do during the, you know, to make sure that you're um, in the right zone. So it would be nice to have your own internal Janelle to be like, okay, this is what's happening right now. This is all you're doing. Okay, cool. But if it's, if it's just you telling yourself, you're like, shut up, Sheridan, we're going to do whatever we want to do. <laughs> right. I know. I, I, yeah, it would. It's, it is, it's, it's the feeling of have to with OCD. It's the feeling of have to, and not everyone yeah. totally gets that all the time. Yeah. Um, and, but that's also good for me because sometimes I don't have to. And so it's like trying to try and enforce yourself the opposite way instead of just like giving, not giving into your OCD, but just like doing it because you know, it'll make you feel better and you'll feel more confident, comfortable in games and whatever, but it's challenging yourself to not do those things so that you're not so like owned by it. And I've had to get better with that with age because I'll tell you what, (laughs) I, I would, I was very set of like, this is how it has to go. (laughs) <laughs> right. And that's it. That's the only way I'm going to be able to survive. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think it's, you're, you're a really good um, example of just because you deal with stuff like that, just because you have maybe like a little bit of a negative Nancy in your head kind of creating these situations. It doesn't mean that you can't be successful. You know, I think, I think a lot of times we let things get in the way or stop us for there could have been times where if you maybe got pulled out of a first inning a couple of times, you'd be like, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm done. Pitching. Bounce back. Yeah. Right. That's, that's that. Um, but I think it takes a lot to say, you know what, I'm going to figure out how to get myself out of this. And right. your senior year was 2016 and you're playing still today. Yeah. So just because it hasn't gone away, doesn't mean anything less than somebody who was maybe more confident. Yeah. And I think that the reason I honestly feel like the reason that I have had success and been able to continue to play and, and do good things is because I've known how to channel it and I still have the desire to win and be great. So it's like what some days one wins out more than the other, but that doesn't mean I still don't want to be the best pitcher, you know, and the, and, and, you know, win the NPF championship that one year and do those things just because I feel like this sometimes, like sometimes it owns me more than others. Doesn't mean I don't want to be the best. Like, you know, in college, I still want to be the best because I knew if I was working to be the best, we were going to win. Um, and so usually that won out for me, but you know, like I said, there's always those moments and it's knowing how to channel it. I just feel like I'd feel nervous and I would feel pressure, but I liked it and I was going to, and I was going to win. The moment, awesome. that moment, the strikeout. And so I think that, I honestly think that that's why, because I, I could have gone a totally different way. I could not even be here and be doing this because 
I couldn't handle the the nerves of it or the uh, the the mental nerves of it or whatever you want to call it. Right, and I, I think that's an important point that you just made. Basically, is that you can have both. You yeah. can you can be confident and you can know that I'm working my ass off to try to you know accomplish this or do that and be there for my team. But also, yeah, I deal with self doubt. You know, they're not. Yeah. It's not one or the other. It's not I'm the most confident player or I'm the least confident player. It's hey, you know what? I know what it takes to get the job done and I have an angel and a devil on my shoulders. You know, right. it, is, it is what it is. And I, I remember when, uh, I, I forget what season it was, but I was with Akron and I was kind of struggling a little bit. And I remember a teammate saying, well, when I go up to bat, like, I don't care, you know? So why don't you try going up and not caring? And I was like, well, nothing else is working. So I'm going to go up to bat and I'm not going to give one care. You know, yeah. I'm up there and I'm like, how do you not care when I know? <laughs> so, I that. so I went up, obviously at a terrible at bat and thought, well, I know I need to care, you know? <laughs> right. Your teammates will be like, oh, just, just screw it. Or just, just don't care. It's no big, you know, you can't do any worse than you did last time. And I'm like, I just can't operate like that. I, I can't. No, you know? I the no care is not for me. <laughs> no, and I, you know, on some days I kind of envy that feeling of being able to just let go and just do your thing. Whatever happens, happens. I'm like, oh my God, what a life that would be to live like that. You know, I do wish sometimes I could be yeah. like that, but, but I love that what you have basically said this whole time is that you use what you have. You're not trying to do what, what anybody else does. You're not trying to take somebody else's success um, story and make it your own. You're like, here's the hand I was dealt. How can I best play it for yeah. myself, for my teammates? And I think that that's great. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's worked out for me to, to be able to kind of like channel it in. And I think that, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. It's crazy. It's, it's, <laughs> like, I don't, I just, I, yeah, it's, it's worked for me. It's really worked for me personally yeah. because I, I know I am who I am. I'm not going to be different. You're not, I, the perfectionism in me, you know, my OCD and me, you're not gonna be able to change those things about me. So how do I, how do I be successful with them? How right. I, them how can you advantage? use them to your, yeah, exactly. How can you use them to, to your advantage? Yeah. I remember I was talking to Natasha Watley about, about OCD and telling her like, I'd like to think that I have the productive type of OCD where, yeah, it, it, help me go, you know, yeah, sometimes, you know, I'm in a, 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 the fetal position on the floor because I can't fold something the right way, but yeah. Uh, but I'm going out, I'm taking hundreds of swings. I'm, I'm trying to perfect this one certain pitch or, you know, making sure when I throw, I hit this one certain, you know, like, and that's what made you great. Right. You know, channel, channeling it, like you've been saying, using it to your advantage instead of, you know what, this is just too much for me. Like I can't, I can't deal with it. I can't handle it. And shutting the door because there, there are things, there are days I'm sure that your OCD is just like, all right, whatever, do your thing girl, because you're not you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to read a book and take a bath. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But putting yourself through the things that you've put yourself through and playing, um, in the world series, playing at the collegiate level and then playing professionally, you know, that's, that's putting yourself through a lot, especially in our world. You know, it's not like we're the MLB and we have 30 plus teams. We have a very small chance to make it to the pro league right now, yeah. you know, playing post college. So, you know, I, I can understand that that, do you, do you ever feel like that um, has an effect on how you feel about yourself too, is knowing that 
there's so many girls playing and only so many spots to continue playing. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think there there's pressure in that because it's knowing if you're still good enough to get an opportunity from the limited spots there are, especially when, you know, your contracts are up or whatever it may be. It's, it's the pressure to have success so you can be asked back again. Cause it's not just like this huge league where, you know, well, if I don't have an opportunity here, I could probably go down to, you know, double it, you know, however it kind of works in baseball. It's like, no, these are the rosters. These are the spots, you know, you got to kind of perform to be keep getting asked to play. Essentially you do. And so um, it comes back to liking the pressure of that, but also, you know, the fear of like, okay, am I going to get a chance again? Like, did I do enough for their standard? Did I, you know, was I essentially good enough? So, you know, and I think it's, I think the best part about that is trying not to think about that. And I know every time I'm in a low moment, I'm like, they're not going to ask me back. (laughs) Every time I like just maybe, don't pitch well and and we lose because of me let's say right right i'm like i'm on the phone or whatever maybe talking to you and being like they're not gonna i'm not gonna get a play here again next you know it's like that'll own you but for the most part i'm just like okay just focus on what i have to focus on which is this game this inning this pitch yeah and i i forgot that i wanted to ask you this and i'm so glad that you just said something that um reminded me but tell me you told me over the summer, but I want you to tell me again, obviously, the conversation that you had with your mom. Do you remember what you're talking what I'm talking yeah. about? I, I want do. I think that's that's such an important conversation. So tell me what happened and what your mom said. Okay. So first I gotta give you a little background on my mom because my yes. mom is the only person on her uh, not the only she she played like ran track in middle school and but she's the only one that like my dad played college football. He was a state champion wrestler in high school. Like, you know, my sister went to call Like we have all this like kind of athleticism and I'm, and I had just gotten traded to scrapyard. Um, and you know, I was on the team with Monica and I was, it was just, it was this new, but it was exciting. I knew I needed to make my mark. Connie traded for me. So I kind of felt like a little pressure, like, okay, they must really want me. So I've got to like live up to this trade standard kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had pitched, it was like, I want to say the first or second week, it was the first, it was the first weekend we had played and I did not pitch good at all. Like I did not do well. Coach K was my coach, one of the coaches. So it was Jerry and Joe and, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I get on the phone with my mom and I'm like, I just don't know if I can do this anymore. Like I'm terrible. I suck. Like I'm crying in my, in our, the house and just yeah. like, I'm not good. I, I, I'm, I'm terrible. Like I pitched so bad. They're not going to want me here. Like I'm never going to get a pitch again I'm going on and on and on. And my mom goes, so quit. <sighs> quit. And I go, what quit? And she's like, yeah, you say you're not good. You say you don't want to do it. Just quit. I'm like, that's not why I called you. That's not what I wanted you to you to, you to tell me, I wanted you to tell me, I don't know. And she's like, well, you're, well, are you just going to quit? Are you going to figure it out? Like, are you going to get it done? Like, yeah. What are you going to do? Because you can just quit and come home. Just don't do it if you don't think you can do it. And I'm just like, I was so mad at her because I was like, why would you say that to me? Like, I just wanted you to say to me, you can do it. You'll be fine. Just keep working. You'll get those innings. You'll pitch. I wanted her to say that to me and she just didn't. And I was so taken back, but I'm so glad she said that to me because then I I had like a really great season. I had one of the lowest ERAs. I think it was crazy, Yeah. but my, my mom did that and it really took me back. Like it really did because I really had an option to quit. I really could have just said, 
I can't do it anymore, Connie. Like I'm not good enough to be here. But instead I decided like, no, I'm going to show them I'm good enough to be here. Yeah. It was weird. My mom had never done that to me before ever. What? Ever had done that to me in college. Nothing. That was the most perfect thing that she could have done because at this point, why not just quit? You, right. you don't want to go through this anymore. All right, then don't. Right. Right. It was like a kind of a low key, a defining moment for me because yeah, you know, we play in the, we play in these leagues and we do this for not really for the money, for the love of the game. We want to play. We love the game. And right. so, you know, it wasn't like I was there to make some big life changing paycheck. I was there because I loved it. And so it's like, just quit then. And that's what she was saying. I was just like, mom, how are you saying this to me? <laughs> Dang, mom. You didn't want to ease the blow there. Right. You didn't want to baby me for a little bit. <laughs> but no, that's, I, and you're right. That And that was the 2017 season, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this is, it's the 2020 season's coming up. That's, that's a long, that's a long time that you've been playing since then. And I think the reason it was so important that your mom said that is because we all could say that to ourselves every now and then is when you're just, God, you know, am I, am I good enough? I don't think I'm good enough anymore. I'm just, I'm terrible, blah, blah, blah. It's like, how do you stop it? But, okay, quit. I, I cannot picture myself not playing softball right now. So either get your act together and believe in yourself a little bit or work your ass off so that you start believing in yourself again or stop playing. And if you can't right. picture yourself not playing, then you got it. This is your only other option. Right. That's a, what you just put it perfectly. Cause that's exactly what she was saying. Right. Just yeah. quit or figure it out, figure it out, get, you know, dig deep, whatever you have to. And I think you can probably agree like, or like attest to this with me is usually when you hit those low moments and it's really hard and you maybe don't want to do it anymore, or you've just been challenged so hard and you've had enough that usually when you come out of them, I feel like I have so much better perspective. Like, I feel like I'm like, well, it can't get worse than that. Right. Like I've already been through that. And I don't know if you can agree with that, but that's like kind I, of how I feel after, after low, low moments. It's like, God, how did I, I never thought I'd get out of that. And I did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's almost, it almost, I don't know about, I don't know about you, but cause I know you talk about playing with nerves and, and dealing with that kind of thing. But sometimes when I'm a little bit mad, that's my, that's my nerves is if I'm a little yeah. bit ticked off, you know? Yeah. So like what you just said, I can totally agree because there's times where I'm almost mad at myself for, for allowing myself to get that low for saying, Sam, look at, look at what you've done. Look at what you continue to do. Like, don't, don't cross that off the list. Don't, you know, don't take right. that away from yourself, even though it's in the past, even though it's something you've already done, what are you doing now? Don't take a, you're the same, per, you're that person. You're that person that did those things. And you're that person who's capable of doing more. So yeah. So getting, getting a little bit mad at myself, like you idiots. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's such a good point. It's true because it's like, why? Like, you know, you could sit here and it's like, you could roll through your accomplishments and think, why do I doubt myself when I've done these things? Right. But you know, it still happens, but it's, I'm always thankful for the struggle because I really do feel like it has, as I've gotten older, I do feel like I don't struggle. I still, obviously, you know, I, it's given me more confidence because I'm like, well, it can't get worse than that. I love that. I think it can get worse. I'm like, it's not going to be worse than that, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like my senior year of college was a big one for me. I always seem like I just, I'll never be that low again. I won't let myself get that low again. And like on low confidence wise. And so 
I think I always, appre- I, I do appreciate the lows. I don't like them in the moment, but after right. I do. Right. Of course. And, and knowing, knowing that you can rise from it, I think makes you appreciate it even more is, you know what, like I'm feeling pretty low right now. I know, but I, I know I've gotten out of something like this before. I know I've, I've gotten better because of this. So you can really count on that too. Yeah. But I think it's, it's interesting because you are so just happy. Like I said before, you're happy, go lucky. You're, you're just, you're so enjoyable to be around that. I think it might surprise people that you do deal with some of those lows and some of those, you know, times of feeling uh, lack of confidence, but what's great about you and playing with you is that when you're in the game and you're uh, you know, if you're in the dugout, nobody will ever know. And I think that that's great because, you know, of course you're my friend and you're somebody who I want to be happy. And, but we know in the game, you know what, we'll talk about it after we'll deal, you know, we'll deal with it when it's more appropriate because right now we got a game to win and I could be feeling the worst I've ever felt in my life, but we, you know, but like, exactly, exactly. And you put it out there where, you know what, you're the happiest and you're the most positive person. And I think that that, I think that a lot of people can learn something from that because it's, you're, you're so enjoyable to be around. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I think that a lot of that comes is I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want my bad energy if I did bad to affect you or anyone else. Right. So I would feel really guilty if like you were meant, you were not, not mental, but I would feel really guilty if you were thinking about like, well, what's wrong with Sheridan? And that was occupying your mind when you should just be worried about, you know, the team and you're at that and, and you should get to worry about your situation instead of worrying about me and, and what's going on with me. And so I think that I, I really do. I try to believe in that because, you know, I don't want to be worrying about that with someone else. I just want to be the best teammate and the best person I can be. Even if I am like inside, just would love to start crying or yelling or doing whatever, because <laughs> I'm ticked off and okay. sad and whatever. <laughs> That's so great. I'm, I'm so glad that we've been able to just kind of talk about something that is not necessarily easy to talk about. It's not necessarily easy to admit when you're feeling like crap, you know, or when you, when you have to think, oh, wow. Yeah. I wasn't feeling super good about that. You know? Um, so I'm really appreciative that you talked about that with me and, um, even not just now that even during our seasons, you know, if we're having, there's been times, how many times in our house, did we sit and just talk for hours at the table of like, oh my God, what else is wrong with me? You know? Right. We did. I loved it. <laughs> Always. Or I'll walk down the hallway to your room and be like, hey, can I complain about something really quick? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, absolutely. I'm here for you. <laughs> you always need someone to vent too. We always yeah. go through mo- I, I, lo- I, I really do try to enjoy the day and try to be happy. Yeah. You know, we all have our moments. It's of course. These athletes. Yeah. We have our moments. Oh, God. <laughs> Truly. And, and I think one one more thing to that is, is just knowing that we can vent to each other or knowing like having somebody to vent to is so important, but also knowing when to lock it up or when, yeah. you know, if you've been complaining about the same thing for three days, maybe it's, maybe it's not so much about the complaint. Maybe you need to change something, you know, yeah. if we sit down and talk, okay, you know what? We talked for an hour. We got it all on the table. Let's leave it there and, and move on, you know? So yeah. I think yeah. that it's yes. Something to that yeah. we learn with each other too, especially. You get your moment, but we don't get to live in it for days. No, yeah. no. Cause you're good about that. You're really good about that. You can really kind of say it. And then you're like, I'm good. Like, it's like what you need. You just needed it out there off your chest and you move on. And yeah. I like that. I really, it's, it's, 
Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I've learned a lot of that from, from having, from our conversations and from, from having so many times of dealing with, oh crap, you know, twice <laughs> in a game again, that's not great. Um, but yeah, it, it's all about, like you said, getting older and the more you go through it and experience it, you, you learn more about how to deal with it. But I just, I'm so glad that, that you talked about it with me and, and I just, I love, I just, I could talk to you all day, you know, like, I, know. I feel the same way. <laughs> I, really, I miss the crap out of you, you know, I, know. I miss you too. So, conversation. Um, I know. And hopefully we get to be together this summer. Um, and hopefully you're back to being 15 minutes away from my house. Cause that was really nice. I know it was. And our sushi, we got to go to sushi. Again. I know. I just eat anything to be at any restaurant that decides to open up again. <laughs> Anywhere to sit down and just look at a menu. <laughs> oh my God. I should totally create menus for the Fisher house. Be like, okay, yeah. so this is your, your option. Oh my gosh. That'd be so that'd be funny. funny. Oh my God. Okay. That's it. That, we got to put a pin but in it. But then that. just put one item in it, like what you're serving. <laughs> Day old cereal. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god i love it um well thank you so much and i'm uh i'm so excited for people to hear about what you have to say and i just i love you so much and uh i'm so glad that you've been able to you know share this with me and talk about it me too i love you too you're an amazing oh. i'm excited i'm glad to be i was so happy when you asked me so thank oh, you oh good oh yeah well this was really fun and also i've been i've been very honest about uh, the endings. I don't know how to end it very well. Like I don't have a sign off. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. So I'm gonna awkwardly like say bye, and then that's gonna be it. So is that cool with you? That's cool with me. Okay, share, hi. <laughs> well, I'll talk to you later. Okay, sounds good. Bye. Bye. <laughs>